Welcome to Box Cutters episode 18. I didn't know if the mics were on. My name's Josh Canal, sitting to my left, Mr. Ross McQueen. Good news, everybody. Very excited this week. And over to my right, Mr. Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. I really, I, I had no idea the mics were on. My, that's entirely my fault for coming in late. You didn't, you didn't even hear Ross clearing his throat. Like. <laughs> no, right, right on. <laughs> no, no, I was, I was in another. You know what? Before we went to air, Ross started singing Butters' song from South Park this week, which was "Lu Lu Lu." I've got some apples, and that was just stuck in my head. So yeah, our theme song's going, but all I can hear is "Lu Lu Lu." I've got some apples. Lu Lu Lu. You've got some too. Lu Lu Let's get together. What a great box cutters we have for episode eighteen. Got some news, as mm-hmm. always. Mm-hmm. Some I don't buy it. A surprise, I do buy it, <gasps> which we always love when that happens. I've got some quotes. Talk about some new shows. Uh, and then, uh, you know, whatever else we can fit in mm-hmm. at the end of the show. That's all coming up later on in Box Cutters. But, you know, let's quit mucking around. Here's the news. Front page of The Age today, Maguire eyes the top spot at nine. This is uh, news coming from uh, within Channel 9. There are rumours that uh, Maguire is going to push into management at Channel 9. Uh, He was apparently already offered head of Channel 9 Melbourne. Mm -hmm. He turned that down. And a source close to nine yesterday said he's been pushing very hard for the top job, but it would be a risky appointment. Uh, Australia's biggest media buyer, Harold Mitchell of Mitchell Partners, said Maguire would be a good choice as nine CEO, saying that he's a great communicator and enormously competent. I, sorry, end news, start editorial. <laughs> what? I, I, don't, I don't understand how a, a man who is you know, a journalist through mm-hmm. training, mm-hmm. Uh, has become a, a media entity, but has no experience in management or uh, in, in creation of a, a television station, how could he go for, for CEO of a, a major organisation like that? What would the shareholders think? Because everybody loves Eddie. Yeah, it's a bit like it's a, it's a little bit like the big risk about the whole referendum on the Republic thing was about if, if there was an electic president then we'd end up with eddie mcguire mm. as president of this country yeah and See, nobody still, wants it but everybody loves him and still i think he's <laughs> he's probably better suited to being president of the country than running a tv network well, it's only rubber it's a stamp it's a figure well, yeah this is yeah. this is exactly True. what i mean True. but as as head of a network i mean that's that's a, a, a huge job and uh it is and he'd have to be uh commuting to sydney for two weeks of every month, apparently, to do the job? Well, my reports say that uh, he would have to move to Sydney. Oh, really? And, in fact, that would mean that uh, he'd, he'd lose his involvement with the AFL. He'd have to mm-hmm. stop being president of the Collingwood Football Club. All big matters that uh, he's, he's been pondering quite seriously. Mind you, people said that when Channel 9 won the football rights and he was going to be the major commentator. They said, oh, well, he'll have to give up his uh, presidentship of Collingwood and that never happened. Yeah, you know. yeah, but he was never, that didn't involve actually moving away from the club. No, that's true. Try that that's out true. of his cold, dead hands. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, uh, David Gingell, who uh, mm-hmm. was head of Channel 9 and finished uh, up his job there, I think, last May? Somewhat controversially. Yes, mm. yes, just... Suddenly, not there. Yeah, up and left. Uh, he's uh, he's taken a job with Granada USA, so he'll be moving over to the states to take over Granada's arm there, uh, and that comes from Variety uh, mm. this morning. Very interesting. Well, uh, one interesting thing that I saw was uh, that uh, Sam Chisholm, who is up in Sydney, um, looking after the the network. Um, now that uh, the cat's gone off and died, his uh, Removed former Sydney Morning Herald editor John Lyons as executive producer of Sunday and Business Sunday. Uh, he was uh, apparently a favourite of Kerry. Oh, okay. Right, and so he's considering Maguire for that job as well? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> right. But, but 
but since Kerry's gone, now Sam Chisholm's got all power. Oh, interesting. I'd, I'd like to see it when Eddie Maguire has every single job at Channel 9. So, <laughs> he's, he's the boss, but he also runs the cafeteria. Yes, yes. Well, speaking of Channel 9, uh, rumours persist about a new logo. Uh, balls, were, no balls. Balls, no balls, yes. Uh, apparently, they were going to release it on New Year's Eve, but shelved the plans uh, out of respect for Kerry. And then, um, yeah, and then there was rumours that it was going to be uh, the 16th, which was uh, Monday, for when uh, Today Tonight returned. And, uh, sorry, and, a current affair. Sorry, a current affair returned. And now it's possibly looking like the 30th. So, um, yeah, that's interesting. Also, on the rumour front... Do, do you know what it's supposed to look like? Any... I'm guessing. I'm, I'm guessing. Uh, uh, I'm guessing the number nine is yeah. going to be in there somewhere. Mm. But no, I, I have no idea. I have no idea. Uh, also, on the rumor front, uh, they're looking at revamping Wheel of Fortune for the five o'clock time slot. Ooh. And hot tip for host Larry Emder on seven. On seven. So that would be very interesting. Uh, has, has Larry Emder been on Channel Seven before? Yeah, he was on. Um, oh, uh, he was on World's that- Wackiest Weddings. Or- no, he was also on the World's Greatest Game Show, or the Great Australian Game Show, or was something. He? Was he? I know. I know. Giant- he was, I know he was on one of those wedding ones where think- they ended up getting married. On stage, at yeah. The end I think of the he thing. started at seven, and then nine picked him up. Radio, uh, and then shelved him after. Uh, that Bonanza show. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what that was all about. No one could work out the rules. Well, it's interesting just with the, um, uh, just with people saying, you know, the six o'clock time slot's all important. And so the 5.30 time slot's becoming all important for what leads into it. And now the five o'clock time slot's looking important. Uh, Channel 9, interestingly, have scheduled uh, Antique Roadshow. Really? For five o'clock Every night, like the UK one or a local version? No, no, the UK one, five o'clock every night, which is which is interesting programming. Obviously, trying to get the older viewers in, I would suggest, and then follow that with Bert after that. Um, well, you, know, you know what I don't understand? I don't understand why people stay tuned to the Channel Seven News. No, neither do I. I don't understand this whole thing of why anybody stays tuned to any channels. I mean, everybody has remotes because they've they've got their candle after tracks and they've been told when to laugh and they don't have to think about it. <laughs> actually actually grabbing their remote and pressing that other button is something that they have to think about. Yeah, I don't I don't know why people don't just uh see the the first 5 minutes of the news, see what has made the big stories, go to the internet, look them up and then uh, and then see what else has happened in the world. See, that's a lot more activity. Yeah. Uh, but if I'm if I'm sitting at home and I do watch Channel 9 news, yep. I don't go, oh, current affairs on. I have to watch that as well. I actually turn the channel or I go and do something else. Mm. I don't, I don't mm. buy this whole idea that people just keep watching all night. My recommendation, ABC 7 o'clock. Right. Yeah, and I say, go to the internet. <laughs> <laughs> it's been confirmed that Malcolm in the Middle and that 70s show are to finish at the end of their current seasons. Uh, Broadcast Network Fox has confirmed apparently Malcolm's taken a bit of a hit because it's been screening on Saturday nights on the Nine Network. Yeah, that's, but that's they the also big, moved that it. is the big reason why. <laughs> they also moved gone. it. Gone. Gone this week. Was it? It is. It's gone. Oh, oh. oh speaking of which, the freaking Shield. Where, Channel 10, why the hell aren't you telling us about it? The Shield was back on, on Saturday night. It, that was actually uh, the second episode back. <laughs> I meant to I meant to mention it last week, but completely forgot. I, I did uh, call Ross as soon that's, as I found out. That's true. And that's, that's true. You know, Deirdre, Deirdre, was, Deirdre was very Have we got any... Can we, can we do some swaps later on? It's, anyway, uh, they... You know what? This season of The Shield will be out on DVD... Tomorrow. A month ago. They uh, also moved Malcolm in the Middle uh, to Friday nights over in the US, uh, where its averages went down to less than three and a half million viewers. Reese will have to give the house back. Yeah. I think he's set up. All right, okay. He'll he'll have the spin-off. Wait a minute. No, they did that already. It was called Joey. (laughs) Uh, That 70s show, what a dead horse that that show is. You know what, the first two seasons... Are you talking about where they're up to in the US? Because we haven't seen any episodes here which haven't had uh, Tofo, Tofo, what's-his-face, and um, and Ashton Tofo Grace. 
Oh, have they left the show? Yeah, yeah, they're not in it. Oh, oh my okay. God, how, that's so happy days. It is, it is interesting, though, that um, both those shows uh, have gone really badly here this year in the ratings and probably wouldn't be coming back Well, that 70s anyway. show has never seriously been run as a ratings contender here. It's always been a summer fill, just something that, that Seven have chucked in. Yeah, but apparently just a summer fill that just doesn't work well enough. I mean, this year it got replaced by Will and Grace pretty quickly, halfway mm. through a season. Mm. So... Yeah, I, I don't. Ha- I don't have any problem with that. I I really think it's uh, it lost it. Okay. It lost it after the second season. Encore for Rockstar says Variety. Oh, I've dear. been loving Variety over the last few weeks. They're showing the NXS auditioning process again. No, or we've got a second season. A second season I of heard Rockstar. About this. NXS don't like the singer. <laughs> well, they're doing it all again. No, 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 no. Nobody likes. They're it. going Jenny. around the world finding finding like just redundant rock. Bands, and this time they've found. I would have predicted the Doors. No. Well, that's that's what I thought. I thought are they are they going to are they going to get the Doors or are they going to, uh, you know, kill off somebody from a band and then try to replace <laughs> them? Uh, there there is no band named. What? As yet. Well, I should say that I've heard. Oh, Van Halen. Oh, see that, and oh, I think that okay. would go as well though. I don't think people love Van Halen. Like it's a completely different audience. The people who love Van Halen. I'm not sure that people loved In Excess. I mean, (laughs) judging from their last three or four albums, they're all pretty dud. Well, let's, uh, you know, welcome to wherever you are. It's still a great album. Shut the hell up. (laughs) Uh, So Mark Burnett is is co-producing this with uh, David Goffin. And... uh, Goffin? No, Goffin. G-O-F-F-I-N. Really? Yes. And they're keeping a tight lid on details about the new season, saying uh, some key deals have yet to be hammered out. Uh, so clearly, not going with in excess uh, is the, uh, the the basically the basic idea, and they're not sure if it's going to uh, try to find a, a lead singer for another headless rock band, a la Van Halen mm-hmm. or The Doors. Mm-hmm. Although, see, I thought The Doors with them, that guy from the Cult would have been really good. Yeah, yeah, but, but then, apparently they weren't. You know, I thought in excess with John Stevens would have been pretty good. So, oh, well, what the I hell do I know? Sense with in excess with Terence Trent Darby would have been terrible. Yeah, but and <laughs> That was one of hey? the, no. He was Terence Trent Darby when he appeared yes, with Excess. Oh, was he? And, 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 and he was also. And they also tried out the lead singer of the Baby Animals for a yes. while. Susie Jamachi, which Dimarchi. would have been absolutely perfect, mm. uh, but she just didn't want it. Oh, okay. Apparently, okay. Uh, they're all. So schools, they're not apparently. sure if they're going to try to find another headless band, <laughs> or go into a completely different direction and try to create a whole new band. I reckon they should get Dirty Three. They, they've been needed a singer for, for years. <laughs> they've, they've got singers on their latest album. Are they? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, they, they've Cat, had... Cat Power and um, somebody They're else. on high rotation in the freaking iTunes store. And they've had uh, Nick Cave for a while, you they're know, jumping up on stage and, and doing stuff with them. So I don't think, I don't think that Dirty Three is really looking for a lead singer. Hmm. I think It was a joke. I think they're Josh, fine. Josh, joke. I think Sky. It's a joke, Sky. Josh. <laughs> I, have some, uh, I have some very exciting news about the uh, about the Logies this year. Yes, apparently Joan Rivers is going to be a guest host, and she's going to present. Ah, uh, who cares? Help me, my daughter isn't talented. Exactly. Apparently, she's a comedian. I had no idea. She she. Used I to just be, thought she was just annoying. She used to be a comedian, but some plastic surgeon has sucked all of that out of her. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. So. Hmm. Uh. In, in other breaking uh, death of TV show series news, the Sopranos creator, <clears throat> David Chase, has confirmed that the sixth season of the show will be the last. Uh, there'll be 12 new episodes airing in the US from March, uh, with eight bonus episodes in Jan 2007. Apparently, uh, what's his face? Um, James Gandolfini. Yes, is, uh, he feels like he's, he's acted all of his bad mobster out of himself, he doesn't have any left. Well, he's been saying that since uh, since season three. So, and and they've been and it's been the last announced as the last every since, season since, since season, season three. Four so, three. Yeah. so let's uh, let's see how much money HBO chuck at them <laughs> and see see what happens this time next year. Okay. Again, a la Ross, I'll believe that when I see it. Mm. SB, uh, SBS, sorry, sorry, CBS in the states mm-hmm. are going to air a micro series. On the TV and the internet, this Micro. is a, a, a series of one-minute and less than one-minute episodes called "The Courier," 
described by the drama as uh, sorry by the network as a serialized drama about a man risking his life to rescue his kidnapped wife. It's going to debut next Tuesday on uh, CBS during the first commercial break of CSI Miami. I'm not sure I can can come up with anything else that would sound more tedious. <laughs> uh, oh, the next minute. Ooh. <laughs> Do you have credits? Does that include credits? I don't know. I don't know if that includes credits. Uh, it's, uh, it's being sponsored. They actually do it frame by frame. Each episode, you only get one frame. And then at the end of the week, you can put the seven frames together and uh, see and, uh, and, and a, a quarter of a, a second. Quarter of a second. That's great. Uh, the, uh, the sole sponsor of the show is Pontiac, the mm-hmm. car manufacturer. So I think Pontiac's just gone, weren't those BMW films great? Mm, let's Make, try that on TV. Let's try that on TV, and then they're mm. going to be released uh, on the internet after they've all aired. So that'll be next week sometime. Oh, okay. Uh, in Neighbours news, because I know we're all hanging out for so some Neighbours news. Uh, another been, plane crash? There's been another signing uh, for a pop record deal. Mm. Stephanie McIntosh, who plays Sky, has been... Ah, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> I'm seeing a theme <laughs> in your news it's, it's the worst week for news since the uh, writers of the reality TV went on strike. <laughs> which, is, which is odd, considering that the, uh, the man with the chicken has come back from holidays. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. You'd think you'd have better news. but <laughs> Speaking about uh, coming back from holidays, this isn't my item. Um, have you seen the new Uplate game show? Oh, I have. They've retooled it. They have. Oh, again. No, but they've given him a set and everything. Mm. Oh, sorry. By, by Two retooled, plasma screens in the background. By retooled, I thought you meant they put another tool in his place. <laughs> um, yeah. There seems to be a great big freaking elephant in this room that uh, none of us are willing to. So I'm going to go there. Blue, Blue Healers has been axed. It has. Rest in peace. Um, the Sydney Morning Herald are, are reporting that uh, after 12 years and 510 episodes and 24 Logie Awards, uh, it's been axed. Um, they're saying that the AFL is the main suspect, but uh, oh, really? regular listeners to box cutters would know that uh, for the last three months we've been talking about the dire straits that Blue Heels has been in. Mm-hmm. And it's no surprise that it's been axed. No. And <laughs> probably doesn't have anything to do with the $780 million. Well, who the hell is blaming the AFL? Clearly, it's a Channel 7 decision. It has nothing to do with the AFL. I'm kidding. I knew what that meant. Uh, but yeah, why, why suddenly just point the finger? It hadn't been rating. It wasn't performing. I think they both happened around the same time, and so it's easy just to just to draw the comparison. Uh, interestingly, Channel 7's the only channel with new drama on the slate for next year. None of the other channels. Uh, I don't know. No, no other, there's something other than else Headland. Other than Headland. There's, there, I can't remember what it is, but they're doing something else. None of the other networks are, so... You know, everybody should get off Channel 7's back Although about S- that. I think. SBS have just started airing Remote Area Nurse. Yeah, So I think true. that's the uh, the first and possibly the last <laughs> full season of anything we're, we're going to see this year. Yeah. Uh, Fox 8 are doing another series of Love My Way yes. this year. Uh, that, that would, they would have already done that, wouldn't they? It would have it would already been in the can. I'd oh, be... yeah, yeah. It hasn't aired yet, though. Why but, is that yeah. not getting a non-sale to a, to a free-to-air? I, I, I have no idea. Because people are talking it up. And Fox are using it as a draw card. Have they locked them in to not screen it? I don't know. So that they can I don't get know about cable that. subscribers. But I do know that W, the, the W channel, which is the, uh, especially for women channel, but also has one of my favourite shows on it, Jeopardy. Uh, and so that's how I saw this ad. <laughs> w on Australia Day will be airing the entire season of Love My Way twice. Oh, okay. In a row. Mm. Are you watching The Contender? I am watching The Contender. I'm because that's, to- that's another one that's going uh, straight to pay, that they're trying to beef up pay's ratings with. Yeah, and uh, and uh, if we get a chance later on in the show, I'll, I'll talk about it because I loved it. Oh, well, I just did talk about it. Uh, in Ellen DeGeneres news. No. Sorry, have you, have you Is finished? Is she still doing TV? You finished with the, yeah, with sure. the thing? Uh, yeah, this is uh, you know news in very brief. Uh, the WB channel in... Uh, in the states, it's Warner Brothers have announced. No, it's the WB. <laughs> the channel. I don't know how many times we have to go through this conversation, Brad. The channel is called the WB. It's owned by Warner Brothers. There you go. Which is owned by Time Warner. Mm-hmm. Which is owned by some AOL guy. Time Warner. Are they not AOL? No, Time they're not Warner? AOL Time Warner anymore. Wait they, a minute, AOL. They, they dropped the AOL they, because they, it was 
drowned under the deluge of freaking subscribe CDs. Yeah, it was it was shit house. Anyway, they uh, they've announced that uh, Ellen DeGeneres and her brother Vance are going to be developing a sitcom from the personal perspective of a family's pet dog. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Can anyone say Bob Morrison? Exactly. What the hell are they thinking? <laughs> oh, well, clearly they haven't seen the Bob Morrison show. Clearly. If they'd seen the Bob Morrison show, they'd know that the bar's been set yeah. pretty high. And, and, and are we surprised that the Bob Morrison show didn't screen over in the US? <laughs> <laughs> what? So, so what, are you saying it was conspiracy? <laughs> <laughs> um, very good news uh, for Futurama fans, like myself. Uh, Monday night, Futurama had almost a million viewers and made it into the top ten. Fantastic. Excellent. And Simpsons didn't, interestingly enough. Although it was a good episode of Simpsons. It was one of the Halloween ones where uh, Homer clones clones himself. Mm. And, uh, and they keep on cloning. Yeah, and they keep on cloning. Very funny, uh, very biting, funny gag in there where they, they're they going past all the Homer clones and one of them's uh, the dad from Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> I... Uh, <laughs> I loved a letter in uh, in today's Green Guide where uh, one guy's written... Is that what you're looking up now? Yeah, yeah. One, one guy's written... Hey, uh, Channel 10, you can do this. Yeah, you, you can do, do this. this. And uh, and one of the things is, show less Simpsons. Yeah, and one uh, of the other things is, show, show more, more Mac Groening cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I read that too, and I'm thinking, this guy's probably thinking, Futurama, there's probably like a hundred of these out there that Mac Groening's done. <laughs> Just pick them all up! Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Crazy. Uh, Former uh, <clears throat> Channel 9 personalities, David Rain, although wasn't he more a rock star personality? And no, Kevin, no, no. He's, uh, he, he was on uh, Getaway yeah, yeah. and uh, on Possession. It's hard to imagine somebody actually walking away from that. Possession, Possession. Was, a, uh, was a weekly uh, drama slash soap opera uh, in the evenings. A precursor to, uh, to Chances. Oh, really? So oh, really? really a long, long, long time ago. But they didn't have to strip because Chances had that Yeah, contract. but very, very early on, uh, David Rain's character was killed and, uh, and then brought back two okay. weeks later oh. as a ghost. Possessed. Anyway, as I was saying... <laughs> Chances originally started at the 5.30 time slot. Did, did and then it? went to 11, yeah. 11.30? Yeah. And then was, <laughs> was it after Clive Robertson's late night news? Oh, I don't think it was that late. I think it was like 9.30 or 10.30 and... When they, okay. when they started, yeah, it, yeah, and uh, you know, a whole lot of characters were trying to figure out who'd won the lottery, and then that wasn't working for yeah, them. Yeah, I remember that. So they put it late night and took everyone's clothes off. Right. As I was saying, <laughs> David Rain and Kim Watkins are to host a new morning show for Network Ten to replace Bert Newton's long-running institution, Good Morning Australia. It's going to be called Nine AM with David and Kim. It's so imaginative. I <laughs> love that. Name. So, what times are going to air? Um, I, I think they tape it in the afternoon. No, what, when's it going to air? And, and, and what are the first names of the host? To be screened live on weekdays from its Melbourne studios at 9am, I'm assuming. Right. It with, doesn't actually say in the With article. whom? David and Kim. Right. What time? <laughs> it will be Australia's only show that's all about you, the network claims. What, me or Josh? I, it was me. He looked at me. He looked at you. He looked at you. He did. So Everybody a, gets a day. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, so when's my day going to be? Well, it's kind of like the Vietnam lottery, but a little bit scarier. It's like Miss Elena with her magic mirror. <laughs> is, uh, is Moira going there? No Does Moira. anybody know what's happened to Moira? Oh, she's, she's old, isn't she? Haven't they? I, I, haven't I can't they imagine her getting into TV. From Like, I, I saw a photo without her makeup, like Bert's gun. His final show thing. Yeah. She's looking really, really old. Ah, so she might retire. Yeah, Good. maybe. I think they've just unplugged her and put her back in the box. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, lastly... No. In, well, go, you do your thing. And... <laughs> um, oh, yeah, it was just one more. Um, Joss Whedon has uh, quashed rumours of the show's revival, but he's assumed fans that... Are, the... you, are you talking about Firefly? I'm talking about Firefly. Okay, you didn't mention that. Oh. <laughs> just waiting. I've got what? What's he said? What's he said now? Is he coming? Is he going to stay at my house? What's going on? <clears throat> He's saying it's never going to come back in uh, TV series form. But uh, I do believe that the movie was part of the first part of a three picture deal. A, a, a three picture Firefly deal. Serenity. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's that's good. Mm. And finally, in which the was news- a little bit distracting when I saw it just last weekend, because I knew <laughs> man, they're coming back. They can't die. Oh. It was a little bit like episode three of Star Wars. You knew they couldn't die. 
Yes. Kind of like that, but a really good film. What? Which one are you saying is the bad thing? <laughs> Star Wars Episode 3. And, and finally. <laughs> and lastly in the news, a porn star's TV show has been axed in the Netherlands. Was it a porn TV show? No, it was a, uh, a reality-based TV show. I think that's the problem. If it had been a porn TV show, it wouldn't have got axed. Was it called Porn Toast? Oh, no, I wish it was called Porn Toast. <laughs> uh, no, it was, it was called Op Zin Hollands, The Dutch Way. And uh, it's been cancelled after just two episodes when the uh, network has deemed it unsuitable for a family channel. The decision stunned both the show's production company and its star, Kim Holland. That's her name. So mm-hmm. she's in the Netherlands and her name is Kim, Kim Holland. Uh, it's, uh, I, I think that, that's interesting from a, you know. Is she currently in negotiations with Showtime to uh, try and keep that going? No. Speaking of which, freaking Arrested Development, I've been catching out a lot. I've never been, never had the opportunity to watch it one after one after one. And it's yeah. hilarious. I love it. it. Get it on is, it. It is amazing. I can't wait for Fox in the States to show the last two episodes. A God last, knows when that's going to happen. Isn't it the last four? No, it's the last two. There are only, I think there are only 11 episodes now in this season. No, 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 no. I, I heard that they're screening all four back to back in a block over two hours. Oh, really? Mm. Get him out. Well, to finish it off. It's not scheduled it for the next two weeks. Uh, he, he's come back. Uh, the network president's come out and said it's highly unlikely that it will be back next year. Yeah, well, I don't doubt that. But mm. uh, it should mm. do very well on and, DVD. And, he, and he's expecting uh, quite a few pot shots taken at Fox in the last couple of episodes. Well, there, there were quite a few pot shots taken at Fox in, uh, mm. in episode nine. So mm. I can't wait for, for those to come out. Uh, in the meantime, though... Whatever they say at the Fox Network, I don't buy it. Are you one of those that follows the ads? Follows the ads. Now I can talk as much as I want. Got the sly look, sly look, sly look. Hello, this is Ricardo Montalban. Get me a jury and show me how you can say in July. Go down on you. Brett got a jury here. Awesome. Brett Crapley does not buy it. Jury, come on in. I don't, but uh, this is this is perhaps more of a uh, community service announcement rather than I'm looking than at where you pointed. I don't, but I was there's, pointing at the jury. You see no, them. I, don't pretend like... People, get on the video podcast <laughs> and you'll see the jury that I'm talking about. If you can't see them, mail us at hooray at boxcutters.net. Thank you. We hadn't mentioned that. No, we hadn't. There is no video podcast. There's an ad at the moment uh, that I'm not sure if it's just kind of early prime time or early evening kind of kind of slot. Uh, it's an ad for an Xbox 360 competition. <gasps> yes! <laughs> yes! 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 Go for it, Brett Cropley. I'm so you know what? I'm, I'm really bloody angry about this ad. So that you, go for it. You can win a you can win an Xbox 360. If you SMS, the answer to a very, 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 very simple quiz question. Xbox is a product of A. Nintendo. Or B. Microsoft. Send it to 1900 blah, 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 blah. And you'll go into the draw for an Xbox 360. And then... How fantastic does that sound? The small print. The only catch is... You said the answer, you get a response. And then you get subscribed to a recurring SMS list... Every time charged at two dollars per call sent and received. Uh, isn't that isn't that ridiculous? It's a freaking scam. I can't believe that that it's allowed for these people to to actually be able to run that. And you know what? I was I was mildly mildly angered by that as as a ploy to get clearly kids to subscribe to to this uh, that they can this service whatever to. this service may be. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I'm mildly angered by that. But then, when when did these uh, when did these uh, ads start showing? Uh, Maybe a month ago. It's been I, a long time. Uh, I think there was one before it too. There was a there was a precursor to it. Similar mm-hmm. similar uh, ridiculous premise for. I've the only seen that Xbox. I've only seen the Xbox one since the start of this year. I've mm-hmm. only seen it in the mm-hmm. last three weeks. Yep, that's about a month. And if you have a look at the small print before the before the subscription small print comes up, it says that the competition closes on the 29th of the 12th, 05. 
Ah, but they're still running the ads. And but they're still, still running the ads. Oh, oh my God. Wow. Now, I reckon that's illegal. But uh, yeah. it, that made me really, really angry. Yeah. These, yeah, these ads are terrible. Mm. I, you know what? I need, I need something to, to cheer me up. <laughs> so you do want to buy. Give us something that, that we do want to buy. Yeah, yeah. Does anybody have a, I do buy it? I do have an I do buy it. But <gasps> I, <laughs> oh, bless you, Ross <laughs> McQueen. I'm a, I'm a bit concerned now after the, <laughs> after the anger that the I don't buy it produced. <laughs> Why? Are you going to try to take two bucks off kids every week? For- well, how do you know my I do buy it wasn't for this competition? <laughs> No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, I think I just know you too well. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I really, uh, I should point out at the start, I really don't like to like ads. I find it, uh, it's it's a little bit like looking at porn. You know, it's okay at the time, but afterwards you feel a little embarrassed and dirty. Um, I'd know that if I ever looked at porn. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But there is an ad I like uh, at the moment, but... uh, I, I, I say that now, but ask me in two weeks. Uh, <laughs> it's very likely they'll hate it. Uh, it's the latest American Express ad, and it features uh, young tennis sensation Andy Roddick. And uh, Roddick's just walking out into a... Uh, <laughs> the blank looks on the faces of you two guys shows that you're it. not watching any of the tennis. <laughs> no, 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 none at yeah. all. <laughs> none at all. It, it, it competes with my uh, cricket watching and not caring. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Uh, Mr. Roddick's walking out onto a big stadium and one of his minder kind of warns him that his opponent uh, is pretty good and gets everything back. And so Andy walks out into this huge crowd and everybody's cheering and he looks up and he realises his opponent is Pong, as in the archetypal computer game from oh. the, uh, you know, late 70s so like or just, early just 80s. just a white bar. Just a white bar. <laughs> and he proceeds Boop. to play against Pong Boop. and uh, has has absolutely Boop. no way of... Just stop playing it over. Sorry. <laughs> has absolutely no way of beating Pong. Um, it's, it's quite a funny ad. Eventually, he wins out just by exploiting the uh, 2D, 3D uh, elements of... Pong's, you know, coming into the 3D world, uh, he yes. just kind of hits it underneath Pong. Uh, and it, it got me thinking that uh, Andy Roddick's probably younger than Pong because he's, I think he's only 22 or 23. So, yeah, well younger than Pong. Yeah. So, uh, and he had he had quite a good American Express ad last year as well. I don't know if either of you guys was saw this it. the one with the trophies? Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. a great ad. Having trouble fitting his trophies on his hand luggage. And, you know, the, the stewardesses would cram them into the overhead lockers and, and that sort of thing. And they'd fall on his head during the flight. And, yeah, it was, it was quite amusing. And, but but the, the, uh, the hook with that one was that uh, using his American Express card, he could actually just purchase another seat on the plane home and have his trophy sitting next to him. Uh, mm-hmm. So well, what's the American Express hook on the Pong? Um... I don't think there is one. He just wins eventually. He he he's playing for ages, and Pong just keeps hitting it back, and then he just does an underarm serve, and it rolls underneath Pong, and Pong can't do anything about it. All right, that's just entertainment sponsored by American Express. Yeah, I'll sign up. No, oh, no, you know, he says my life's about finding how to win or something. Okay, like signing up for an Amex card. Yeah, I guess so. Okay. Uh, interestingly, did you see that? Uh, I, I, by the way, I, I do buy that as well. I think that's a, okay. a, a oh, great I, I haven't finished with that, but I was just well, going to say... I don't say, buy it yet then. <laughs> uh, with the, they, they had a little different one to the um, American Express one because the American Express last year was about how he was winning all the tournaments. Yep. And after he, got, after he lost in the Australian Open, they had a different ad with him at the end looking all distraught because he'd oh. bought his extra seat and he hadn't won. But then a good-looking woman comes and sits next to him. So it was all okay. So, you know, everyone wins in the end. Yeah, in the end. It, it's kind of interesting, though, with tennis players. I think their their personalities are reflected in their ads. Um, it's, it's, it's not so much like cricketers who I think just there should be a blanket ban on all cricketers doing any sort of ads ever because they're I all... I like chicken. <laughs> yeah, or, um, you know, Nizoral, that old <laughs> Mark War ad. Oh, or, or, uh, oh nice-looking phone. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that was terrible. Plasma vision, you know, with Mark Taylor. Anyway, uh, but tennis players, they, they kind of have a range of ads that kind of reflect their personalities. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Dennis Lilly and Carpet Call. Yes. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know, that was a winner. Or Dennis Lilly now and the one anti-knee inflammatory drug or whatever it is. Anyway. Rob uh, Costello. Yeah. 
but he's not. <laughs> no, he's not a cricketer. <laughs> no. So I just put that together. But uh, yeah, Roddick has, you know, Roddick generally, his ads are quite playful and a bit fun, which I kind of think reflects his personality. Uh, Pete Sampras's ads were always terribly, terribly boring. Uh, Andre Agassi's were just outrageously pretentious. Um, we're ranking if, tennis players for their commercial. Well, I'm just saying, they're, they're, they kind of look, there's a similarity between Ivan the Ivan Lendl's was really ugly and about sweating. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you've proved my point. Uh, but the worst of these of all would have to be uh, the Leighton Hewitt toilet paper ads. Mm. That uh, um, listeners at home will remember these from, I think it was maybe three years ago now. Leighton's in a big match and he has a toilet break and goes off to the toilet and there's a bit of a problem, obviously. So he rings his mother. no paper. Yes, rings his mother, who, of course, happens to carry around with her a huge lot of toilet paper in her purse. Mm -hmm. The doctors are looking into that now. (laughs) It gets, you know, passed down through the crowd. There's awful commentary from John Alexander. You know, they're talking about when they played in India and Vindaloo's during the Davis Cup and all this kind of stuff. Uh, And the thing with that was uh, that almost killed Leighton's career. Uh, at that stage, he was on top of the world. He he was yeah, he was the number one player. He'd just won Wimbledon. He'd won the US Open, and he did these ads. Next thing you know, he got the flu. Had to pull out of the Australian Open. He was the first player ever. You think the ads gave him the flu? <laughs> I think he was just embarrassed. Yeah, I think he had to go into hiding. Um, yeah, he was the first player ever to get uh, to get the first champion of Wimbledon ever to then the next year get beaten in the first round. So, um, but I think now he's obviously decided to, rather than, you know, be involved in any more advertising, so he, uh, he's found that there's more money in signing his dignity away and having every moment of his life captured in new idea. <laughs> which is... <laughs> which or is, Woman's I, Day. Is it Woman's Day? Woman's Day, I, maybe. It's probably uh, all of them, is it? Mm. You know, it's, it, it just comes down to the, the only thing you can do after a terrible embarrassment like that is marry Beck Cartwright <laughs> and knock her up. <laughs> Not necessarily in that order. <laughs> we really do need a, a, a thing for this. For this oh, I was going to come. Come here, come here. Please. I was going to It has been. That was weird. A great. I still can't believe that you know I made that theme song in like twenty seconds and. Oh, I can. No, no. And that we're actually playing it. Yeah, that's the unbelievable part. Sorry. Yeah, I can't believe that. Anyway, la 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 la. Lulu, uh, I've got some that books. <laughs> it has been a bonanza week for quotes yep. this week, uh, particularly on Foxtel. Okay. Uh, I, uh, I, you know, I, I, they've just appeared out of nowhere and, uh, and genius. Mm-hmm. So I've got a couple this week. One is from a show that uh, aired, I think, on Arena last Friday night. Called Who Wants to Be a Playboy Centerfold? <laughs> Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, tell us more, Josh. Essentially, it's a, a reality TV show, uh, but it was a, a two and a half hour. It was either a two and a half hour telly movie kind of reality event, mm-hmm. or uh, it was like five half hour episodes all just shoved together. But uh, it was two and a half hours long. I didn't. I didn't watch all of it. I only got through about fifteen minutes of it. But this 15 minutes got me this particular quote, which happened uh, during their bikini photo shoot, which is before the topless photo shoot, which I think was before the the everything photo shoot, as my understanding of the show goes. Uh, One of the contestants says, I'm wearing a bikini that's leopard print, which is very appropriate for me because I'm in veterinary medicine. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, bless her for that, <laughs> and uh, it was it was very appropriate, by the way. Oh, okay. I, you know, in case you were wondering, I thought she was going to say because they... I'm a leopard. <laughs> how did they Rawr. choose the? How did they choose the people? You know, with these reality shows like The Bachelor, they give them a rose or the. Is how did they choose? I, the you know what? I didn't even get through that much. You didn't of, get that far. I didn't get that far in no. the show. It was really very difficult to watch. I can but I think, uh, much like a, a lot of things that are that that happen at the Playboy Mansion, you just get kicked out of the Playboy Mansion. All oh, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some some bouncer comes and just puts you out front the front gate. <laughs> the other one comes from America's next, sorry, Australia's next top model, mm-hmm. which is the very poor cousin 
of America's Next Top Model. It just doesn't have it. It doesn't doesn't have the editing that America's Next Top Model has. It doesn't have the host. I mean, uh, she's no Tara Banks. It's mm-hmm. that's such a surprise after the success of the Australian Survivor. <laughs> well, this is the second season of Australia's Next Top Model, and last season was either last season was better, or. I just didn't notice, like I hadn't paid as much attention as mm-hmm. I, I had paid this last season to America's Next Top Model. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this uh, this photographer who shot the lingerie shoot in this week's Australia's Next Top Model was told to tell the girls what he's expecting of them in the photo shoot. And he said, I, I so wish I had this on a, a, a WAV file so we, could, so we could play it, but there's no way for me to do that at this current time. So I'll try to emulate it as much as possible. We're going to try and get a lot of grungy feelings like freaks and smoke and, you know, gravel. You know, raw. Just try to look sexy. Just beautiful and sexy. It's lingerie. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I really had a lot of faith in him and his photographic ability after that. It was was terrible. So that's quotes. For this week. This is Marie Cardi, and you are listening to that fluffy white cloud of goodness box cutters. <laughs> Stick it in the fire and eat it. <laughs> Lulu, Lou, Ross has got some new shows. Lulu, Lou, I've got none myself. <laughs> A couple of new shows coming up, not in, not necessarily in the um, uh, close future. But at some stage this year, a couple of things that I uh, I wasn't aware of, which look as though they could be good. The ABC is screening a comedy, a BBC comedy called uh, The Thick of It, which is which, uh, which, which stars Chris Langham, who was the star of People Like Us, and it aired on BBC uh, at the end of December. Okay, last year. So so it's it's fairly fresh. I hope the ABC are going to show it soon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't been able to find it through any of my regular sources, but yeah, okay. it's it's meant to be quite good. Yeah, well, Chris Langham's very good. The um, for those who don't know, people like us was kind of a precursor to The Office, uh, except whereas The Office is kind of obviously about The Office every time. This was a documentary filmmaker who went and did a different subject each week. Um, very incompetent documentary uh, maker, very funny, always kind of. Uh, in, got himself into all sorts of trouble with the people that he was trying to make the documentaries for, meddling in the stories, and yeah, it, it was a very funny show for those he, who haven't uh, seen it. He also did a, a series of five-minute episodes of uh, of this show where he was a guy who was just driving a car, and the camera was just on him while he was driving the car. I think. Oh, okay, was that him as well? Yeah, I remember. and that was that was uh, co-written by uh, the guy who plays Alan Partridge, whose name I've just forgotten. Somebody yeah. help me. Yes, um, Jonathan. No, no, Alan uh, Partridge. No, no, that's a it's, that's a character. Oh, okay. Anyway, oh, the guy, guy who plays what? Alan Partridge. Oh, you don't know Alan Partridge? No. Oh, <gasps> oh, I've got some I've got some stuff to lend you. <laughs> okay, that sounds good. Uh, anyway, so yeah, Chris Langham, uh, you know, has done some great stuff, and so uh, I was looking forward to to this, but. I haven't been able to get it through my regular channel, so hopefully uh, the ABC will uh, will screen it soon. Okay. How can I not think of his name? Twenty Four Hour Party People. Yeah, yeah, he was in that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know, I know the one you mean. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Hooray at boxcutters dot net. You Tell know, us now. he was also a Steve a Coonan. Steve, Steve Coogan. 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 Thank you. Still, hooray at boxcutters.net <laughs> if, uh, if you think we're wrong and his name's actually Alan Partridge. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the ABC do repeat episodes of People Like Us every so often, so I'll mention it if it comes on, but very funny and, yeah, like I said, similar to The Office kind of humour, but, yeah, very funny show. Uh, another one that's coming on, that's coming on Channel 9, um, which they've been promoing very heavily and if the, yeah, which could do quite well for them, is Invasion. Now, I didn't know much about Invasion, uh, but it's created by Sean Cassidy. Sean Cassidy did American Gothic a few years ago. Oh, yes. American Gothic was on, yeah, maybe 10 years ago. Channel 10 screwed it more royally than they have screwed any other show. Uh, They literally seemed to show the episodes in random. And had that Um, creepy little kid from Sling Blade in it. It did, Mm. and it had... um, The guy from Midnight Caller. Midnight Caller. Yeah, who is now in... 
He's you know he's in pretty much everything. He's in uh, yeah Gary Cole. I Gary Cole, yeah. uh, who I think voices uh, Harvey Birdman, attorney at law, as well. Right, uh, Gary Cole as Sheriff Buck. So yeah, so we in our household he's always referred to Gary Cole's always referred to as Sheriff Buck. So you never watched Midnight Caller? No. Oh, uh, it was Gary Cole playing a, a midnight uh, talkback radio show host. Oh, okay, and okay. just fantastic radio. And Channel Seven used to show it at about midnight. Oh, okay. Right. It does ring some bells. But was, I might be getting it mixed up with that movie of a similar theme. Uh, talk Radio. Yeah. Maybe. Which is an Oliver Stone film. Yeah, I think I'm getting mixed up with Talk Radio. Anyway, uh, American Gothic was great. It was a really creepy uh, show. And despite the fact that, yeah, the episodes seemed to go 1, 17, 5, 12, <laughs> 11, uh, it, which was quite confusing because it was a gothic show and, you know, p- characters would die and come back to life. And you'd think, well, mm. <laughs> is that because they're showing it out of order or is that because that's what meant to happen? Uh, but it was a great show. So that, that kind of gives me faith about Invasion. That could be worth having a look. On the other end of the scale, yes, uh, Channel 7 have announced Where Are They Now? A retro TV and pop culture... Oh, no, sorry. Retro TV and pop culture take centre stage with Sunrise Mel and Koshi uh, <laughs> chatting to yesteryear's stars. Australian stars or... American stars or English stars uh, who or knows? who knows Bollywood stars or where which stars are we talking about? I don't Is it know. just going to be a whole lot of what's ever happened to Joey Peroni? <laughs> maybe, maybe. <sighs> I mean, the Melon Koshy really what need. What happened to Joey Peroni? <laughs> He's now Joey Peroni. He still plays around. <laughs> Do we really need any more of? Go Karen give me another Knowles. one. <laughs> Karen Knowles. Karen Knowles. I, you know, I don't know what happened to lovely Karen. Oh, oh. Uh, her younger sister, Beyonce, uh, got a, a, a great recording career. <laughs> Do we really need any more Melancholy? on no! screen? No! No, we don't. No, I would agree. No, we don't. But aren't it's they... Just, uh, it's, it's just an indictment on the very seriously shallow talent pool of Australian TV. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, I, give, I, give, I give that show uh, 15 weeks. 15 weeks. Okay. I think it's going to last. Much? I think it's going to last fifteen weeks. Then it's not going to come back because they won't have any more uh, celebrities. Uh, okay. Well, another one. Also, funnily enough, on Channel Seven, the real sea change. Uh, this is real life families exchange the city for a new smog-free life. Cleverly, the host is John Howard. John Howard. Not not Johnny, but. Uh... This is, this, is, this is the worst idea for a show I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, there's been some stinkers, but this is just terrible. I mean, a bunch of people who moved to the country, and that's the show. We should, uh, we should try to get John Howard on this show. Because it seems like if you just chuck him a couple of bucks, he'll do anything. <laughs> I, you know, and I think he is, he is a great actor. He's a very talented is actor. Yeah. The case? Is that the case, or did he sign his life away with Channel 7? Oh, maybe he did. Maybe Kerry Stokes just gave him an offer he couldn't refuse. Yeah. All the donuts you could eat. <laughs> That's how they got John Wood on board as well. So, <laughs> so yeah, so a couple, of, a couple of shows to look out for and a couple definitely not to look out for. Man, there's some really bad radio shows on, but you know they're really, really bad when they have to be a podcast that, like, absolutely no, not even the shittiest community radio station in the world can play them and they have to do a podcast. Hello. Oh, hi, I'm John Safran, and you're listening to Box Cutters. It's a podcast where all the winners are. <laughs> did you watch any new shows during the week, Brett Cropley? I did happen to. I caught uh, something on Channel 10, which has has uh, been a little bit highlighted in the letters page in the Green Guide. Which today. time? Did you catch the it on one, Monday or Wednesday? Because it, it had a special encore. I taped it on Monday night, and I watched it late. Tuesday, early Wednesday morning. Ah, okay. Yep. Well, so you still Glad got in before the Encore presentation, yes. so you could have watched it again last night yep. if you wanted. Yep. Apparently, though, the Encore presentation wasn't for people who'd seen it. So if you'd seen it and you tried to watch the Encore presentation, <laughs> Channel 10 would have frowned upon that. <laughs> it was... <laughs> Come to your house. We know what you're doing. It, that, that's true. That's true. They wanted you to tell your friends. They made that expressly clear in the ad for the preview for the on course presentation. <laughs> and at the end of the first presentation. Yeah, they said, sorry, tell your friends. Yeah, sorry, at the end of the first one. Yeah. So there's there's no there's no <laughs> hidden clues to to keep an eye out for. 
and uh, have a second go. See, why no. would they actually say that? Why would they say, if you've watched it the first time, this one's not uh, for you? Why would they say, they hey, audience, no, go away? They, they didn't actually say that. That was just me. That was just my take, take on it. <laughs> Did you guys catch it? Channel 10 start a chain letter. <laughs> if you're a supernatural, you have to tell six friends and they have to tell six friends. <laughs> I did actually. I did. I did watch it. I watched it as well. Although our channel ten's a bit crappy with the reception, but I yeah, I still watched it. I thought it was quite good. I thought it was good. Mm. Um, it, it looks. Uh, it, it's pretty polishedly produced. Mm-hmm. That's not a word, is it? Polishedly. 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 <laughs> it was Polish, uh, polishedly. Slick production. <laughs> yeah, executive produced by McGee, who yes, yeah. Charlie's know Angels as Charlie's Angels director and directed by David Nutter, who is a former uh, X Files director. Director. And uh, Chris Carter from the X-Files was actually in the news this week as well. Apparently, uh, Fox just uh, haven't been giving him all the money that he's owed. And he's suing them, yeah? Yeah, Yeah. he's he's suing them big time, which is the second time they've been sued after David Duchovny. Oh, okay. But onto Supernatural, it definitely has that X-Files feel about it. Mm. Yep. Uh, The the premise of the show, Mm -hmm. Brett? Yes. Uh, Sorry, yes. I th- it's, it's your segment. I- <laughs> the premise of the show is it's two brothers. Um, it starts off 22 years ago. Uh, the younger brother's just a baby, and uh, <laughs> the father's <laughs> seen. And, That's radio uh, mind. There's, there's something strange going on, and the mother... Uh, is it in his room? Yeah, in his yeah, room. Yeah, mother's in the baby's room. Something, something strange is going on. They a bit of a... Uh, what's, what's that word? A bit of a uh, technology that wasn't around 22 years ago with the, uh, the baby monitor. Um, oh, okay. Did you yes. notice that? <laughs> ah, ah. I was wondering why it looked particularly not 22 years ago. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, he hears something going on, goes, oh my God, runs up, and she's stuck to the ceiling. Dripping. Yeah, with, Dripping a, with a hole in her abdomen. Oh, I didn't notice the hole. Oh, big but, hole. Big hole in her abdomen. That, where, was, that was what was dripping. That right? was where the blood that's was how we knew to, yeah. yeah, that's how he knew to look up. And then suddenly on fire. Mm. Yes. And, the, and then the whole house goes up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the kids get out, and the father gets out, and he becomes obsessed. Apparently, as we find twenty-two years later, which father is becomes today. obsessed. Well, and the brothers, one of the brothers, the older brother becomes obsessed. The younger brother wants nothing to do with it; just wants to study law, become a lawyer, and be a lawyer. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of I want to be a lawyer. <laughs> there was there was quite a well, bit. Well, in of the I first episode, but but shall we shall we just completely spoil it for anybody that didn't see it on Monday or Wednesday? Well, yeah, I mean, you've, had, they, you've had two chances to. They, if, they go off on their adventure. If none they of come your friends back have and, told you about it, he's going in for this this interview to be accepted to this law school. Um, the next morning, and goes in, and the same thing that happened to his mother happens to his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. She's stuck to the ceiling. Everything catches on fire. He walks out, goes to the boot. Where Which... th- there is a massive case of, of armaments. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pulls yeah. out a shoddy, loads it up and says, let's, let's go, go find dad. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Which would make him the prime suspect because he's been at both murders. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, that's, that's actually the first thing that I thought. I thought, mm. wow, that boy is evil mm-hmm. and uh, everybody he loves ends up with a hole in their abdomen stuck to a ceiling set on fire. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. is, you know, it's, it's worse than any relationship I've been in. Uh, the, uh, the, the thing is, it's actually quite a scary show. Yeah, it was quite scary. I, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't expect it to be. And for, what was it, 8.30 time slot? Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's one of the reasons I watched it, because they, they have been promoting it, saying, oh, it is, we actually do want you to think about it a bit afterwards and, and kind of be a bit unnerved by it. And I thought, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll see if it happens. But, yeah, I did, I did think it was quite scary. It had its moments of, of scariness. I wonder how long they'll be able to uh, to, to keep it up, though. How, how, in what sense? Well, how many times can you have, okay, you've got a woman in white, you've got a succubus, you've got a werewolf, you've got a vampire, you've got a whatever, you've got a whatever, blah, blah, the, blah, blah, blah. The blah, creator blah. of the show, apparently he studied this for university, studied all of these kind of American urban myths and wanted to make an anthology of them. Mm-hmm. And was told that that wouldn't sell for TV, and so that's how they came up with the idea of the two brothers going around fighting them all. So I would suggest that there that he does have quite a few to go through. And apparently, okay. he pitched it like like ten times before it actually got up. So mm. he's had the idea for some time and and been trying to get it up. Because mm. yeah, if if the first episode is anything to go by, I, I think it's going to be. A very exciting series, and hopefully, you know, one of those surprise hits like the X Files was. And yeah, yeah, interesting. And to, uh, I was just going to say it rated through the roof. 
Oh, fantastic. It was um, a fifth for the ratings that night, I think, which was just behind kind of the Channel 7 and the Channel 9 news is the Today, Tonight and The Current Affair and... Uh, and, I th- and then I think it was fifth after those four shows. Did we uh, did we ever find out what the one nine SMS number was? No, and that seemed to disappear. So I don't I don't know. Maybe I just dreamt that part of the show. No, no, no. Because I saw I saw it on that ad as well. Okay. So uh, I went, oh, that's what he's talking about. And then no, no so follow up. So yeah, who knows? Maybe it's to come. Uh, I didn't think to have a look. How long ago did it start in the states? The show. I'm just oh, wondering if Channel sure. 10 are going to screw it around and uh, show episode 17 next week. And- uh, yeah, well, I hope not. No, they're, uh, they're uh, coming to the end of the season now in the States, I think. So it's, it's been rushed to our screens as far as I know. Okay. Yeah. And trying to, get, trying to get a bit of a foothold in before, yeah. before everything. Interestingly, with McGee executive producing it, uh, Prison Break, which is another show that we'll talk about in weeks to come, is actually executive produced by Brett Ratner. Yeah, who is just absolutely going to poison X-Men 3. Yes, yes, he probably is. But just interesting with these, uh, a few of these crossovers of big Hollywood uh, Hollywood directors using their power. And while, while we're talking about... For good instead of evil. Brett's on uh, My Name is Earl, which uh, is coming to our screens sometime. Mm-hmm. You look out for the episode with uh, Brett Butler. Because she is excellent. <laughs> she really just comes out of nowhere and surprises everyone. Just amazing. I haven't caught that one yet. Anyway, that's uh, Supernatural. G'day, you're listening to Ed Phillips here from Temptation across the Nine Network, and I am special guest of the Box Cutters. Love the guys' show, love all three of you. God, you're funny. Never miss a show, and sometimes if I do, they make tapes of it on the internet and then send it to me. I've been looking at uh, TV.com. Formerly TV Time, what a great website, and now... It's still pretty good. If if you want information about... uh, yeah, I, I had all, all the all the information's there, but it takes so long to load up, and there are so many ads on that on that now, and finding the information is just impossible. Oh, okay, I just you know TV tone was just smooth and almost entirely text based, and okay. I loved it because we had a yeah we had a bit of a problem during the week with the show that we downloaded, which I thought was the final episode of. Actually, turned out to be a cliffhanger mid season, <laughs> which was a little right. disappointing. Uh, so I jumped straight on. TV.com, but I was having a bit of a look around there and they do a similar thing to what Amazon does in they do, oh, if you like this show, you might also like, and they, you know, they list off the, uh, the possible shows that, that you might like. I was having a look at Lost and what would you say as the comparison shows would be for Lost? Uh, I'd say Prison Break. Supernatural. 24. Uh, Gilligan's Island. <laughs> Gilligan's Island was on there. Really? <laughs> Gilligan's Island was the first one. And I just thought that's ridiculous. They had they had Roswell, Twin Peaks, you know, the, kind of The Prisoner. Uh they didn't have the prisoner, but kind of supernaturally mysterious okay. kind of shows. They had alias because it's the same the same creator. And Did they have Felicity? No, no right. Felicity. But there's Gilligan's Island and Survivor. <laughs> If you particularly like Lost just for the flora. Exactly. If, you, if you're a fan of shows where people are on islands, but you really don't care what the premise is. I thought that was ridiculous. It's like saying, you know, if you like Paradise Hotel, you'll probably like Faulty Towers or something. Like, yeah, so anyway. I, I, yeah, maybe I put that in the wrong section. Maybe that should have been I don't buy it. <laughs> That's hilarious. Speaking yeah. of uh, of comparisons, mm. I started watching a show this week called Weeds, which stars Mary Louise Parker. Oh, which picked up, she beat out the Desperate Housewives for yeah. the Golden Globe. And quite appropriately, because this show is everything that I wanted from a show named Desperate Housewives, mm-hmm. but never got from said show. I found Desperate Housewives just cheesy and, and boring, and I didn't care about uh, any of the characters. And I think... Uh, with uh, the second season not having been as successful in the States as the first season. Australian viewers are probably going to find that as well. Weeds, on the other hand, just uh, amazing. So I've had a look at the first couple of episodes, I think. I thought it was a little bit... Eh. I mean, it's, it's... 
I've only seen the first two episodes as well. It, is she good? Is Mary is, Louise Parker good? Or did she? Well, she's always gorgeous. She's great. Yeah, but she did, did she just win because she's not a desperate housewife? She won because she's my girlfriend. <laughs> oh my god! I know. Shh. Don't tell anyone. She was fantastic on the Can West you Wing. Can bring her in next week? Yeah, well, she's busy. She week w- after. All right, she's got a kid and, you know, it's just, it's it's hard. Well, how are you going with the kid? It's, you, you know what? I, it's all right. I, you know, I bought him a little toy. She was fantastic on the West Wing. She w- Wasn't she great on the West Wing? She was. She yeah. was. She's just, I, I think she's just a, a really good actor and uh, it's great to see her in uh, a show all of her own. That was the only thing that Weed's got nominated for, I believe. Just for her. I don't think it got any other nominations. Well, it's, you know what? It's, it's based on, on looks. It's on Showtime in the States, which is uh, finding it very difficult to compete with HBO. Okay. And uh, Weeds was on Showtime and uh, also Dead Like Me was uh, on Showtime in the States and just wasn't anywhere near as successful as it should have been because it is having that problem uh, competing. And so I think that would... That would be just purely because of popularity stakes. Okay. okay. So what's about the problem of competing? Are less people subscribed to Showtime or...? Uh, I don't know. Was... I, haven't, I haven't looked into that. I just know that uh, HBO... Oh, it, well, it doesn't have the same breadth of shows, surely. No. I mean, HBO's got so many Showtime shows. is, I think in the States, is also mostly movies. Mm-hmm. And so uh, yeah. after HBO don't branched out... People series over there. Then, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Showtime started branching out. Canal Plus in, in Europe started... Branching mm. out into Canal Plus. Canal Plus. Mm. Plus. 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 I was, I was I'll very, fight you for that. I was very pleased to see, though, that the Plastic Desperate Housewives didn't win. And just yeah. their reaction to not winning and everything. Oh, they're horrible, horrible people. It is, it, it's, it's not a great show. Did, did you guys watch The Golden Globes? Uh, you know what? I watched, I watched as much of that 70s set that I could. <laughs> I, how much did it just look like it was the Blankety Blank set? Yeah. And... Mm. Uh, I mean, some of the speeches were all right. I just didn't care. No. I yeah. really just... And who are the Hollywood foreign press? Nobody knows. Nobody. There's a very... Uh, the I, foreign I should have press mentioned it. in Hollywood. I what? Should, I should have mentioned it before, but there was, a, uh, there was a documentary that's screened a couple of times on SBS. They generally run it around Golden Globe time, just talking about what a scam the Hollywood foreign press is and how it's just a complete shambles and they don't actually do anything and all, all they've created this great power for themselves by inventing the Golden Globes. There's about 50 of them, apparently. Yeah, it, it really, it means nothing. Yeah. The yeah, Golden Globes means nothing. And they didn't, they didn't even splurge on, you know, sets or musical numbers or anything. No one cares. I was disappointed not to see uh, My Name is Earl win. That would have been good to see that win. Best comedy. And I was disappointed to see Jason Lee didn't get uh, best actor, best male actor in a comedy series, which I thought would have been good. Yeah, he, he is great. Hmm. Anyway. I think this might have been one of our quickest shows ever, wouldn't it? Well, oh look, we did have time. Oh, I'm going to talk about the contender. Okay. Uh, oh, what a great show! You've got <laughs> what is it? Who's in it? It's uh, Sylvester Stallone. Yep. Sugar Ray Leonard. Mm-hmm. Both. It's, uh, a, it's a Mark Burnett production. Yeah. It's uh, another reality TV show. A la The Apprentice. Okay. This is The Contender. They take middleweight fighters from around the world, mostly from, from the US, but some from Mexico, some from, from Europe, somewhere in Europe, the Europe, and, uh, and put them all living in the same, the same block and the same gym. So they're all working out together. They're sparring with each other. Separate them into two teams. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then there's challenge. Okay, this mm-hmm. week's challenge they had to carry giant logs up the road to the Hollywood sign. So these are really full on challenges. Yep. Uh, one guy has to had to run ahead and untie a log, and uh, and unlock a combination for for a log, and then so you've got progressively less people carrying the logs so you end up with three logs and 12 people rather than mm-hmm. one log and 12 people it takes a lot longer really difficult physical challenges mm-hmm. the winner of uh, of those challenges gets to pick one of their guys against one of the other guys in a boxing match ah oh, so they're in teams yes yeah five rounds mm-hmm. in a boxing match it is a a, a completely uh, legal 
California State Legislature boxing match. Mm-hmm. Five rounds. Whoever wins, either through knockout or, or through points, gets to stay on. Whoever loses, goes home. Mm-hmm. And this is the show that's going to bring boxing back to the people. Ah. The, pe- the, people, so- the people with pay TV. Yeah, the people with pay TV uh, who can't necessarily afford the uh, pay-per-view boxing specials. <laughs> it's uh, It explains a lot about boxing. You, you learn a lot about boxing, which is mm-hmm. you know one of the reasons why The Apprentice is so great, because you learn a lot about business from, uh, from The Apprentice. <laughs> you did in the beginning, now you just learn a lot about idiots. Uh, this, is, uh, this is a very... How amazing was the end of The Apprentice? Oh, I just loved it. Can you believe that, you know, they, they they have the two jobs that they're offered, you know, and the apprentice has to pick one of the jobs. And every year I think Donald's going to offer both apprentices the two jobs. And this year it finally happened and, and he, he threw it open to the one he'd chosen as the apprentice. Do you want her to have the job? No, I don't think so. No. <laughs> I am the apprentice. <laughs> I don't want you to employ her. Which I think I think was fair enough. Yeah, but they'd been such good friends the whole way through it. It was it was very it was a surprise. Yeah, but twist. It, de- it devalues his uh, his win. Yeah, I, maybe. I, yeah. I, I understood that from a business position. <laughs> One of the things I, I love about the contender is it's really bloody manipulative. They show you the boxers' families. They show you how each boxer is fighting for his family. So mm-hmm. you know, this is his big mm-hmm. shot. This is what they've, they've got them in a room with a gun. If they lose, they're gunned down. No, it's just that you know boxing is traditionally a, a poor person's sport, and uh, and they come from poor families, and uh, and they're trying to make a lot of money. Okay, <laughs> kind of like that. All right, mm. interesting. Your gun idea is good. Yeah, <laughs> is good. I just I don't know if it would fly. It's a bit more edgy, isn't it? A little bit. Does it have the have the usual Mark Burnett polish? Oh, it really does. Mm-hmm. It really mm-hmm. does. It is so schmick. And uh, where's it screening in the states? Uh, it, uh, like free-to-air or is it cable it finished, over there? It finished screening in the States. I think it was free-to-air. Okay. Uh, and uh, although, you know, cable is is so everywhere. Yeah. I, I was going to say ubiquitous, but that's an overused word. Prevalent. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, over there, that doesn't really make that much of a difference. Okay. Okay. Uh, but yeah, here it's it's only on Fox A. Uh, but a great show if you if you get a chance yeah. to, to see it. Look out Monday for it. nights at 8.30. Roger. The box, box cutters. That's been uh, box cutters episode eighteen. I was excited. I thought we'd have our um, shortest ever show, but no. No, we, we we're still coming close to it. Oh yeah. Uh, box cutters episode eighteen. Thank you very much to Triple R, whose studios we record in. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you very much to everybody involved in this show. That's the three of us. Mm-hmm. Next week, maybe some guests. We're hoping. We'll be recording on Australia Day if we do it on Thursday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Send a couple of a couple of previews next week of upcoming so, shows. So listen out for that one. Between now and then, my name is Josh Canal. Ross McQueen. I continue to be Brett Cropley. Send us any emails at hooray@boxcutters.net. Even though there's no quiz, you can still take your part. And catch us again next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. And hey, let's be careful out there. 